Hey folks, thanks for joining us here in the Mind Reach podcast. Today have a, a great guest with us, Latoya Carpenter, who is a, a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, Latoya, thank you so much for your time and for being here today. And if you would, just please give us a little intro about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. Um, again, my name is Latoya Carpenter. I'm with Intentional Healing. I'm a licensed clinical uh, mental health therapist, uh, but I am a licensed clinical social worker that work with adolescents, adults, um, just as have different disorders in the community from mood, uh, anxiety, depression, and so on, just dealing with day-to-day life. And, and so today we want to talk about technology and social media and kind of how to handle it, what's, what's appropriate use um, to, to keep yourself mentally strong while you're still using it. Can you talk to us a little bit about what, what are some of the positives that can come out of technology and social media usage, but then also some of the negatives that can come from it. Okay. Um, I think just with the transition going on, we do have like the social media usage from Instagram to TikTok. So, and even Twitter. So they have good usage where we've seen a lot of adolescents or basically using it just to engage, especially those who aren't normally engaging in normal social activities whether at school at least it give them a platform where they could at least be more social and engage with others but um they do have some downfalls as well because we they we've been seeing like social media addiction to where it affects their day-to-day life where it's also affecting their school work it affects uh their mood because they're basically looking at different things that's on there and trying to relate that to their day uh, life or trying to, whether it's females, we've seen that in females where some females look at different pictures of celebrities or uh, YouTubers that's basically on there or influencers and they want to be that. Uh, but not knowing that it's different things that's going on in the platform and what they're presenting to us. So just knowing the difference between what's presented and what's real. So I think that's been a downfall as well. How do you navigate that uh, that conversation I, I guess that's an internal conversation between what's real and what's presented specifically online that's kind of tailored and not true yeah how to navigate it is basically just by for me as a counselor is basically talking to the client about what's real and working on self-esteem and different things and just how to prioritize like social media is a good tool because it keeps us connected to our friends, our family, and different things, especially where you might have a friend, like say, I'm not sure how old you are, but you know, where when I was younger, we didn't have all the social media platforms. So if I had a neighbor friend that moved away to New York or Florida, we basically lost contact with them. So social media is good in that way where we could keep in contact, but just kind of knowing the different things that can happen on there and setting boundaries around it, whether just knowing that we have predators that's out there or just looking at the different influencers that might just be selling us different things and just trying to differentiate between the real versus the influence things. Um, and also setting just the boundaries with the time limits that were on there. I, I, I want to, can we go deeper into the, the topic of boundaries or setting boundaries around it? I'm curious from your perspective and what you see working with people day to day, what, what is kind of a healthy use or healthy, uh, maybe it's a purpose or using it for, or maybe it's a certain 
time limit, like you mentioned, what, what's a, a good, what's a healthy use to put a boundary around and then what's kind of overstepping? Um, it's been studies out there that shown that, especially if you pick up your, if you're checking your social media, uh, over a hundred times a day, that's probably not a healthy use for it. Uh, but basically if you're checking it, not first thing in the morning or where you're able to at least to get up, you know, for a student, get up, get ready for school, go to school. Of course, trying to set times where we're not checking social media during classes and different things, or you're not trying to be on social media, focus on the different likes, or if you're getting enough likes or what people are saying, uh, and that's kind of distracting you from what you need to be doing um, in your day-to-day activities. So, so basically it's, it's fine. It's good until it keeps you from doing other things, you know, you need to be doing. Exactly. Or it's also affecting your mood. Uh, we have some people that were social media just because of what go on there. You might have social media bullying or the different things that you might have where we have people that could just say anything because you never know who's behind an account. So if that, that is influenced how your mood is feeling, whether it's being bullied on social media or just seeing the things that's just making you unhappy, those are some boundaries that you need to set, whether you need to unfollow accounts or just limit what you're doing on there, especially even sharing. What are you sharing or putting out on social media? Because it leaves room for people to comment on there. So if you're oversharing, that's also an issue. It's interesting to bring that up during the the 2016 election. Um, I'm not going to get political here. Don't worry. But yeah. during that election cycle, <laughs> I got so frustrated with everything um, jumping on platforms that I yeah. just I deleted Facebook and I think a couple others at the time too. Yeah. the apps off of my phone and I felt world better. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. To, I mean, I. I work in technology. I'm in marketing. And so, you know, being on social media, is kind of just a piece of it. Um, But to set that limit, to set that boundary, say, okay, this is, I'm too angry because of this. Um, Mm -hmm. It it was a surprisingly stark change. Yeah. And it does help with our mood just by what we see on there, because we might see something that just make us angry, you know? So whether it's something that you might get on there and you see what a classmate or even our peers, what we, they might post and that might make you angry to where it just affects how you react. Um, so I think always believe in detox from social media, you know, basically just taking the time, whether you just take away from, you don't have to be on there for a week or so, because whenever you go back, you could catch up on every single thing. But um we shouldn't get to the point where we rely on social media for every single thing, whether it's the news, because I've had people that share that they don't believe it happened unless they see it on Facebook or Instagram, because that's how news is spread really quick. So just knowing and doing your research and different things to see from what you see on there is really good. How, how do you approach or suggest people take that detox is it i mean you just mentioned you know if you're if you're off it for a week you can catch up it won't be the end of the world um i mean is that what you typically recommend you just they just hey shut it all off for a week or two weeks or something and get away or there there are other options there's other options because some people can't just shut it off you know some it takes a skill to do that 
Um, so some people just can't just shut it off because we're tempted. So maybe at least decreasing your usage. One thing with a lot of our phones nowadays, it basically have a limit that's on there to where we can at least check our usage. So if you're taking your usage on your phone, and you're seeing that you're on social media for five hours a day, maybe set a goal for yourself to where you're probably on there for three hours a day, one week or and probably decrease that down to where, you know, probably a good usage time for social media is maybe no more than two hours or less if you can um, make that possible. Something I don't, I don't, I have an iPhone eight. I don't know if others mm -hmm. still have this on there or what. Um, Cause I think we're on the 12th now, maybe 11. Anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, something I like is uh, once a week, I get a little push notification that says, Hey, you spent, x time mm -hmm. on your phone this week and that is a percentage increase or decrease from last week um which for me is a really simple subtle thing that just it just brings the top of mind and say like, hey I, I i need to think about this for just a moment do i like this do i want to cut back um you know do i need to go take a hike or something instead or yeah. just sit in the sit in the yard <laughs> yeah. and I think that's a great thing that you brought up is basically finding other things to do you know like why are we taking our phones all the time why do we have to go on TikTok all the time why do we have to go on Instagram or Snapchat or different things are we doing it because we're bored um like trying to find alternative things to do when we're bored because a lot of time that is the reason why because we don't have or we, we don't think that we have other options, but it's other options. You could read a book, you could go hiking, you could do different things. So working on that, anytime you have that temptation to touch your phone, just think of other options that you could do with your free time versus scrolling. Because once you get to scrolling, you could be on there for hours or scrolling away. That leads to maybe purchasing or for you teen teenagers, they're spending hours just trying to do a TikTok dance. So yeah, and I, I think too. Uh, well, I, th I think a lot of things here. Um, I'll try not to geek out too much, but I think something <laughs> that's really interesting is. Well, I'm curious for your perspective here because I often will hear someone say, "Oh, well, I'm you know, I'm, like I'm hanging out with friends." In one way or another, they'll say that, mm -hmm. um, and that's the default excuse, or that's what's in you know in in the person's head. And this is for all age ranges that I've seen. Um, how do you handle how do you handle those conversations because a lot of times it's not actually being social it's it's going down a rabbit trail a rabbit hole of something or it's um, just scrolling forever like you're mentioning yeah so it's trying to find out your purpose of doing it you know some people are on there because they love posting pictures they love uh, news so trying to find the purpose why you're using it and utilize that whether you're just kind of setting the time like I like to go on there because I like to read different articles or even follow bloggers or different things or see cool pictures from certain photographers or you know my favorite youtuber who's basically on there so at least doing that and trying to stay in that scope to where you're not going down a rabbit hole um, but also even just even setting time limits on your phone because you can a lot of the phones now, even uh, maybe the iPhone 8 that you have, have, you know, alarms or certain apps that you can put on your phone that basically tracks or cut off certain um, social media so you don't have to use it. So at least trying to stay focused on why you're going on it. So if you have some free time, whether five minutes or so, that's okay. Just to scroll. Um, 
but you don't want to get down that rabbit hole where you're just kind of seeing things and you might see some negative things that just change your whole mood. So you have to look at that as well. Particularly in a, in a time of, of COVID and pandemic, and hopefully we're on the, you know, you know the verge of getting mm-hmm. through this. Um, what are some other alternatives to being social other, you know, other than just being on a social media platform or being online? Yeah. So I know it's hard with COVID, but just kind of doing practice and safe stuff to where maybe you could engage with a friend or you could probably have one or two other friends or even just doing regular communication where you are calling a friend and talking to them on the phone versus just, hey, did you see my post on this comment or so? Because we get used to where even the texting and so on, where a lot of people aren't communicating verbally as much anymore to where just learning how to do that actual communication where we're talking to different people and talking to each other or whether even talking to your family members or even trying to find things to where we're doing games or trying to find different ways how to socialize in a different way outside of social media so So you could do church groups you could do i know there's a lot of church groups there's a lot of um, school activities or different things trying to get involved in those So, so overall, um, just trying to summarize a little bit about what we've talked through so far. Um, there are some positives. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great, yeah. you know, technology is a great connector. Yeah. Um, it can be really valuable and, and can give you opportunities to stay engaged or to get involved um, where you might not mm-hmm. otherwise. But it can also, the flip side of that, you know, because you can be around so many more people and there's that um, sometimes unfiltered communications yeah. Um, you know, things can get a little dark. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to step away from that. And you need to be able to recognize if it's, if it's negatively affecting day to day, how you interact with people yeah. um, or your mood. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, yeah, just, and I also said, it's just that self-satisfaction as well. Like looking at it, like, why are you doing it? Like, why are you just trying to, you know, are you doing it for the likes? A lot of people are, a lot of people are doing it for the likes, you know? So if you're out there just kind of posting different things like, hey, I want to hurt myself or different things like looking at what are you sharing on there? You know, are you doing it for more for attention? Because we've had people that have, you know, basically been vocal on it and it's more for attention because they rather have that feeling. And sometimes it's just trying to differentiate like what's real and what's uh, fake uh, and looking for like, are you looking for real friends versus fake friends somebody might have a million followers on instagram but are they real genuine friends versus you know so just trying to find out real communications and actual relationships trying to find genuine relationships versus something that's just out there what what if you don't recognize um your motives behind it behind why you're why you're spending so much time there or um you don't put the right boundaries in place what can happen what are kind of some of the the maybe longer term or even midterm um psychological or relational effects from it so we've been seeing especially increased depression uh and it's even studies that show that it's been an increased suicide uh due to you know things that happen on there to where 
especially somebody who have a history of self-harm and they're basically on social media, just kind of put them more down where uh, decrease their self-esteem or different things to where it has been an increase in people who self-harm just by seeing um, being on social media because they're basically just looking at other people images and um, and it just kind of decreased their feelings of self-confidence and self-actualization. And, and then I think, so there's, obviously that's terrible. If you can pull yourself out of it, you can recognize those things. You can start to detox yeah. or set boundaries. And that's, that's really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a tough conversation internally yeah. or with yourself. And then I think about too, a lot of times the tougher conversations are, are with someone close to you with a, a friend or, you know, brother or sister. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you see some of these harmful potentially harmful things and those close to you how can you navigate those conversations to help them or, or push them a little bit towards help without overstepping sometimes you could if you see certain things like where whether it's teenagers or so I've had incidents um just without sharing too much is where I've had youth or teenagers that kind of went on social media and they're basically doing stuff where they might say, make a statement of, I want to harm myself or so. If that's someone that you know, at least reaching out to someone to let them know, whether it's your school, um, school teacher or someone that knows that personally so that they could get the help that's needed just to see if it's something that really, they really want to harm themselves versus they just need someone to talk to just to figure out appropriate ways how to communicate um, but if you also see someone that's just kind of going down that road of negativity and uh, appearance, just kind of keep or basically keep an eye on that to where you can at least address it with the appropriate professionals. So, but the thing about being on social media, a lot of times people are basically following people they don't know. So it's kind it's hard to do that, but it's for people who you're connected with. So, for instance, if you see a friend or a classmate or different things, at least notify people around just so that they could get the help needed. Yeah. What what help might be needed or I guess at what point do you uh, several questions here? At what point? How do you do it? How do you navigate it to, yeah. uh, to say, hey, I'm doing I've got this bad relationship with this, this device or this platform. Mm-hmm. I need to to look for counseling. Uh, therapy help yeah counseling Um, is a good option Uh, counseling is a good option Uh, just getting them like hey talking to your peer uh, just to see if that might be something or just encourage them to do something different Um, versus just being on social media all the time or what they're obsessed with on social media at least recognizing those obsession encourage them to get the needed help Uh, So we're talking about um, teenagers right now. So it's kind of hard because it's where you don't want to overstep a certain boundary and go to their parents or so. But I was always encouraged them to talk directly to that person first and encourage them, whether if you're a friend, encourage them to go out and shoot basketball or encourage them to go hiking with you or start there first. And if it's something that's more intrusive, encourage them to at least seek counseling. And so basically a great way to kind of shift away from the the harmful effects or even getting into to addiction or at least bad habits um 
shift to focus on trying to build quality relationships in person, or at least through actually, you know, speaking, you know, in person or on the phone or something, as opposed to strictly through the the platforms. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Basically try to encourage like in-person uh, social engagement rather than through the platform. Awesome. Um, well, Latoya, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you, maybe you're thinking, Hey, we've talked through this, but there's, there's this one piece that we, we really need to make sure we talk about. Oh, um, just kind of where even for parents, I don't know who all watches the podcast, but uh, just even parents like acknowledging what's going on and just making sure that they're aware of what's going on on social media as parents always encourage parents it's not about snooping or anything but just having some awareness of what certain things are if you have a kid that's always on tiktok or if you have a kid that's always on twitter or facebook at least knowing that platform yourself um, some parents they're you know it's kind of good to even get on that platform they it's not that they're stalking their uh, kids or anything it's just at least being aware of what's going on because they have different things that could go on whether they have packs or different um, challenges that might be inappropriate so at least educating your kids about that educating your kids about the different predators that's on there uh, that could even be behind different names or different things. So making sure that it is safe uh, for them. I love that. I think it's it's overlooked. I, I like the point you make about um, being aware. It's not snooping. It's it's being aware. It's making sure you know, you have an idea of what's going on or how something works. Yeah. Um, I like that. Well, Latoya Carpenter, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you as well. Thanks for having me.